This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Time to connect with Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Yeah, with all the elections that have passed, I'm sure much to talk about. And looking ahead, Dr. Hammond, good morning. Good morning. And, uh, well, yes, Brad, <laughs> the dust settled, mm. a whole lot of interesting things. It seems a lot of the powers that be, or should be say the powers that should not be, <laughs> have gotten a bit of a wake-up call. There's a bit of a resistance and this um, uh, agreement from the voters with uh, how the uh, authorities are doing things. This is apparently the very worst voter turnout for municipal elections in uh, South Africa's history, and uh, uh, a minority of the electorate uh, turned out to vote, and plainly, um, in many cases, dealt um, quite a bloody nose to the powers that be, mm. uh, so that, for example, in the Western Cape alone, we have got uh, 15 of the 30 uh, municipal areas and districts uh, have a hung council where there's no clear majority and coalitions will have to be a wave of the future. And that's true, in fact, all over the country. Mm. And uh, that's actually a healthy thing, if you think about it, uh, in terms of democracies around the world, there are many countries where there's no clear majority party and things are healthier. For example, in Netherlands and Switzerland, there's no majority party. There never is a majority party. Um, the politics are continually a matter of coalitions Hmm. which forced a lot more give and take and also holding people's feet to the fire because when you have a majority party running things, as you know, things can get very ingrown, corrupt uh, and incompetent. So that when you have a coalition, it forces uh, people to actually perform better. And uh, so it's it's healthier for Salat, it's healthier for uh, Cape Town, many cities, uh, to actually have a a coalition which forces different groups to have give and take. And this also is giving a chance for Christian parties who have a stand to often be a kingmaker in a coalition and be able to say, yes, okay, we'll help you form this coalition, but these are the conditions. Hmm. And uh, that's good, that's healthy when it comes to any kind of community, whereas when you've got a political party dominating uh, any particular landscape, but the results are normally bad for the people on the ground, including vastly more rates of taxes, vastly less services, uh, and you don't tend to hear from the politicos until uh, they actually want you to come out and vote for them. And I think we also see the contempt that many of the powers that be have for us in that how they can immediately give us uh, power failures and massive fuel uh, increase uh, the day after the election. That, mm. That's, you know, a bit dishonest, deceptive, um, and you can just see the manipulativeness of so much of, of what goes on, such as the fact that, isn't it interesting, the lockdowns which were so harsh suddenly were relaxed just in time for the elections, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of these characters go for a new lockdown level uh, shortly after this, because when hey, elections passed, we can start harassing and haranguing people again. And therefore, it's just so important for us to get the big picture. The Bible is full of warnings of do not be deceived and mm-hmm. do not be conformed to this world and do not follow the majority when they're wrong. And time and again, the biblical pictures, let's face it, truth is not determined by majority vote. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what they say. The important thing is, what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. 
And truth is not a matter of majority opinion. It's not determined by a show of hands. Truth is determined by the nature of God as he has revealed in his word, especially by his own finger in the tablets of stone and the law mm-hmm. and what Christ has taught us. In the past, God has spoken through the prophets, and in these last days, he has spoken to us in and through his son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What more could God say? It's so vital for us to listen to the word of God rather than to the world. It's so important for us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds instead of being conformed to this world. Let's face it, there's no salvation through politics. And those people who have made an idol of political parties, and, you know, if you can just vote for this candidate, if you can just vote for this party, then we will be saved. And there is so much of this political idolizing and this idea that you can have salvation through uh, political means, which it's just not true. There is no peace without the Prince of Peace. Mm. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. Mm. Between whether we talk about the N-O or the K-N-O. And if we, if we understand the Word of God, we will understand the times and know what God's people should do. It's, it's vital for us to be salt and light in this time and Many Christians should be excited at this time, because uh, while many political parties may be reeling by uh, the vote of no confidence that's been given to them by a a population that previously was very supportive in their traditional power bases, and the fact that they've been lost either by people voting against them or by new parties rising up, or by many voters staying away in droves from the polls, I hope that the people in power, the powers that should not be, should take cognizance of this and recognize that their corruption, their incompetence, their callousness, uh, their self-serving nature uh, is being noticed, and that much of the population is wearing of this. In fact, you can see, especially amongst the young people, there's been a massive voter apathy and lack to turn out. Not, not that I support that at all. I think we should always turn out. We should always vote our values. We should always seek to be salt and light and be part of the solution not part of the problem. And I'm afraid uh, boycotting votes and uh, absenteeism is not responsible and it's not constructive and it doesn't help in general. Uh, But going forward, where we are right now, this is a great opportunity for education, for teaching, for evangelism, for discipleship, because as the church we have been silenced and sidelined and we have been shut down for too long, it's important for the church to be vocal, uh, to be visible, to be involved, to be making a difference in society. We cannot continue to allow politicians to say, oh, well, political elections are essential, uh, but the church isn't essential. Mm. Who are civil servants, politicians, elected to serve the community? Who are they to determine what is essential and what is not? And every job is essential to the family that is supported by it and the community that is supplied by it. And the Great Commission of our Lord Jesus Christ is most certainly essential, and true churches are essential. And no church should accept a politician's designation that the church is non-essential. Nor should we allow ourselves to be bullied or coerced into taking a highly controversial substance into our bodies. And this idea of salvation by vaccination, this new COVID cult, this irrational uh, masquerade madness which goes against all the science, and this idiocy that we have got out there of even ministers of the gospel uh, getting themselves on billboards, wearing the clerical collars and fancy dress, pastor scientists, this vaccine is going to save your life, quote-unquote, on billboards in Cape Town. 
outrageous. How can any pastor use the word save in terms of anything outside of the one and only Savior? There's one God and there's one Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. And there's even a church in Cape Town, um, the Methodist Church downtown of Green Street, that, that put up a huge banner. The blood of Jesus will not save you from COVID. Get vaccinated. You think, what a blasphemous, ridiculous, insane comment uh, for uh, this pastor to put up on a massive banner uh, on the front of this historic church in downtown Cape Town. And the mentality that this extremely flawed uh, vaccine from companies that have a terrible track record, actually. In fact, they, they repeat felons. They've had to pay billions of dollars in settlements for uh, lies and, and uh, all kinds of distortions involved in, in the products, not when it comes to vaccines, because in vaccines they've got indemnity from liability. Why should we trust a product that has got indemnity from liability, from criminal or civil uh, action? And uh, it's, it's just not acceptable that producers are not willing to take responsibility for their product. And for us to be coerced or bullied, whether for studies or for work, uh, if there is any company that's trying to bully or coerce the people into getting a vaccine against their conscience and against their judgment, I'm informed by things in the CLL Commission, uh, the Culture, Religion and Linguistic Commission. It's not any illegal, it is unconstitutional, and uh, they are looking for people to say when their conscience has been violated against their religious ethics, such as the fact that it is proven now that every one of these vaccines have aborted baby fetal tissue in them. And that includes Pfizer, who for years were saying they didn't, and now it's proven by whistleblowers that it does involve aborted baby fetal tissue. And therefore, many Christians are saying, I'm pro-life and I will not have anything to do with something that involves abortion, quite aside from potential dangerous side effects. So if anyone feels that their conscience is being violated, they are encouraged to appeal to the CRL Commission and report to either company or university that's trying to compel people, coerce people, against their better judgment and conscience to uh, take this experimental medical procedure that's importantly called a vaccine, well, it doesn't really fit the definition of it as it's a DNA-altering medical procedure that's still pretty much untested, and we'll only know years into the future what the real side effects are, but already there's quite a lot of negative side effects, so much so that Cape Town surgeon Dr. Susan Fosley, heart transplant surgeon, says you're more in danger from the vaccination than you are from the virus itself. And uh, that's certainly concerning for many people. So uh, at this day, um, after we are getting the election results and we realize some of the political landscape in the metropolitan area, let's pray, uh, let's be involved as salt and light, and let's resist bullying. Let's stand up and let's be true to our conscience. After all, this is the Reformation 500 year. My conscience is captive to the Word of God. We need to return to the Word of God, and we need to be true to our conscience. Thank you so much, Brad. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.